Welcome to the other half of FIFO Life podcast. Join me on this awesome journey as we explore what FIFO Life looks like for the partners and families at home. In this positive space, no topics are off limits as we chat to experts in their field as well as the average person living their best other half of FIFO Life. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the fourth episode of the other half of FIFO Life. Today, we are listening to another FIFO partner and her experience with the FIFO Life. And it's, I think, a little bit different to a lot of us because she has come from international, um, which I'll let her explain all of that, and was started her FIFO partner journey after she met her partner in Australia. Um, so I think that you'll get a lot out of listening to Jeanette's experience because there's some elements that I believe we can all relate to as we sort of navigated um our lives as FIFO partners, but also our lives as mums and then finding ourselves in all of that. So let's jump on in and I will let Jeanette explain and share her story. Hey, hello everyone. My name is Jeanette. Um, I'm originally from Germany. I met my husband in Australia and that's where our whole FIFO journey started. Um, and yeah, being a FIFO mom myself for six years and a FIFO partner wife for eight years, um, I'm now helping other FIFO moms to ensure that their children feel loved and supported, even when their daddy is away. Um, and yeah, we have two little kids, two boys. They oh, are two beautiful boys. Three. Wonderful. <laughs> yes. And um, they're Australian. They're born in Australia. We are overseas right now. Uh, pandemic and everything um, has been a bit hard on us. Yeah. <laughs> because my husband actually works not in Australia. He works uh, fly in, fly out in Papua New Guinea. Uh, um, okay. And so yeah. he couldn't come into Australia anymore when they closed it. Yeah. <laughs> so in order for him, yeah, you go. <laughs> I would love to hear a bit about that. I know that for um, some people in FIFO, it didn't really affect them too much at all if they're working in the same state. My husband um, works in Western Australia and we were in, we live in South Australia. We used to be in WA, but we're now in South Australia. So I know obviously our struggles would be slightly different to international, but tell us a bit about what you guys went through, because I'm sure there is other people that have a similar setup to you that would relate. Yeah. So we actually, so when the pandemic hit pretty much, um, he had a local job. So he was FIFO, then he had a local job because they kind of needed to did, like terminate him uh, mm -hmm. because he couldn't fly anymore. Um, so he had a local job. So we relocated um, inside Queensland, but interstate. Uh, yep. So he had a local job um, there. And then during the pandemic, he kind of got his old job back. But uh, okay. um, we knew that he couldn't travel anymore then. 
into Australia because it was quite difficult. So it was a very, very hard time. So we just relocated like six months ago or so um, into a state where we didn't know anyone, new house. We just bought a house on the Gold Coast. And uh, then we relocated into state to Yapoon. I don't probably like there are five of us as well in there. Um, yeah, lots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful um, little town, but it was so difficult because everything was new for the kids yes. and myself. Uh, I think how old I think my older one was three and the little one was just like six months or so so very little and um, I had my husband around so that for that short time (laughs) so he was five or before then he was interstate for six months and then he went back to five four but yeah as some of you know you needed to put an application to actually leave the country and reasons why and like all the things so we didn't even know if he was able to um get that job overseas because he wasn't like allowed to go out so it was a whole thing with applications and not knowing what to do and uh like because we're so used to the five for life and actually the interstate the local job didn't really work for us because we saw him less than we see him now so he was working from 5 a.m to 9 p.m monday to Saturday so we only had the Sunday where he just yeah. wanted to relax he was so stressed from work and there was so much to do so we actually didn't have any time with him because he just yeah. wanted to relax on a Sunday so and, and I think yeah. <laughs> and I think so many people can relate to that and that is one of the wonderful things about FIFO the gift of FIFO is that solid yeah. time that you yeah. don't necessarily get the same when you're locally based so I'm assuming you didn't stay with that option and and you no. eventually went overseas again exactly and to be honest also the money is a big part because yeah. local to overseas is just different Um, And so we were so used to also that lifestyle um, Mm -hmm. that it was hard to actually, I mean, the local job wasn't bad. Like it was still really, really good money, um, but not compared to FIFO. So um, and we kind of enjoy that life. Like I enjoy my time that I have by myself with my kids now. Like we can talk about that later. So completely different story. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Now I do. And um, so we love it. We we really love it now. And it's a completely, um, yeah, we thrive in that kind of um, lifestyle now. Having that family time together, quality. So where are you based now and what roster is your husband on? So right now we're in Colombia. Uh, that's yep. where his family is from. Uh, um, okay. So is he is he Australian or did you? He is Australian, both? Colombian, okay. both. So he's okay. been in Australia okay. for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So he okay. is Australian as well, uh, yeah. both. And we yeah. met yeah, like 10 years ago in Australia. Yeah. Um, and yeah through pandemic and everything we first moved to my family um so he could travel to germany that wasn't a problem um and then we moved to colombia and um yeah now it's like two days travel and 15 hour time difference yeah okay (laughs) yeah um, he normally has a roster like per contract four weeks on Mm -hmm. four weeks off but that just never happens so it's more like three months off uh okay working yep. and then a month off yep. um so he always stays back and obviously the, the travel is long so he doesn't come home every four weeks anymore yep. 
Yeah. And during the pandemic, it was eight months where we didn't see each other. Yeah. Um, because it was just difficult <laughs> to travel yeah. the world during COVID. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, and, and, and it's so funny because I hear, as you say, traveling the world is difficult. In the pandemic, it was difficult to travel interstate because I was pregnant yeah, with my yeah. little one in 2020 and it was seven months in between seeing my husband. And you're like, it's the same country. But anyway, yeah. we won't get into that. Yeah, yeah. We, we moved if it's past. Slow, it's slow. If you, yeah, like, you exactly. can't go anywhere. <laughs> Exactly. So I'd love to hear how, like, it's fantastic that you love the lifestyle because I think that there's a real mix of FIFO partners. Some people are doing it for the money and really don't enjoy the lifestyle. It's sort of a short-term arrangement for them, you know, and then there's some people that are doing it because their partner was already doing it previously. And then there's some of us, which it sounds like we're on the same page, we actually love the lifestyle. Um, But I also think what comes with loving the lifestyle is making it work for you and working through some of those challenges. And so what would you say, like what do you love about the lifestyle and what, what did you find that you do to sort of work around some of the not so great? Because, you know, a couple of months is a long time to not see the person that you're choosing to spend the rest of your life with. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It is hard. Um, and it was it's much harder with kids. So yes. he has been doing five for like two years um, where we didn't have kids. And it was fine. Like I had my job, he had his job. And when we had the time together, it was great. And like, it was fine. Um, yes. And then when you have kids, obviously, it's completely different because yeah. you have little ones to look after. You are their primary caretaker. Like you need to take care of yeah. everything. Of the little one yeah. of the house, of the responsibilities. And as both of our families live overseas, we also didn't have any sort of support. There. Support. Um, uh, that, yeah. And it was really, really difficult uh, raising mm-hmm. two little kids by myself for yeah. four years. Um, now, obviously, yes. it's different. We have family around. Um, so it's a completely different story. But I've done it by myself for four years. And yeah. um, it, it is hard, like, to be, like, to play both roles and um, to just have all the responsibilities when um, your husband is not there and you are in a foreign country and, um, mm-hmm. like, in my um, obviously I speak English and everything, but still. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's still a different culture. My my family is actually German on my dad's side and I've gone over to Germany and they've come over and I absolutely love it. But even though there's a lot of similarities in our culture, it is still a different country and there is still those differences and for, like trying to navigate that with young kids and with your partner being away, it adds another element to all of the FIFO life, doesn't it? absolutely so what kept me sane pretty much was my friend network so through um having kids I had like went to mom's groups and mom's circles and mom like massage and yoga I did a lot to like just keep (laughs) myself busy and like when I had one it was different like for two and a half years I only had one so I could do like all the things and I built a nice friend network um of moms who I'm really really grateful for because 
Otherwise, it would have been much harder. They are not FIFO, so yeah. they don't really understand how it is. Like sometimes they say, oh, I wish my husband was away. Mm, I don't think so, <laughs> but okay, <laughs> let's go with it. Um, yeah, but yes, there's times that it's good to have your alone time, but as a big picture, that's not exactly what, when your husband's yeah. being an asshole, that's not the time that he necessarily gets to go away. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, the worst part was um, always is the weekends. Because mm -hmm. your friend, the friends I have, the mom friends, um, they are during the week, they are fine. They can like meet me and go for coffee and chats and all the things. But on the weekend, they are with their family. They yes. are with their, with, their, with their husband and just enjoying family time. And you're always like, hmm, okay, and what am I going to do? Because I know yes. my friends are going to meet with me on the weekend. Um, unless their husband has something else to do, but that barely happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really just... I really like it was such a big change like to be honest for the first two years three years I hated the five or like having while having kids it yeah. was so hard for me to do it all and to raise the little kids uh, one then by myself yeah. and like to have it all on me and to not have the support and yes he was four and four but also at that time that didn't really happen <laughs> There yes. wasn't really a time when it ever happened that he came yeah. home after four weeks. Um, yeah. And it was just hard. Like, to be honest, I really lost myself in those, in motherhood. Like, cooking, yeah. cleaning, looking after the kids, uh, preparing a million snacks a day. And just really, like, my goal at the end of the day was that they are fed, that they are, like, that they were fine and that they're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was and, a lot. And I think so many people can relate to that because, you don't it's it's not like just when you're younger and you might move to a different place or change a different job like especially for those of us that have stepped away from a career or something that you loved it is a complete change and especially if there's a move involved in that if your partner is FIFO then it is a complete change and then finding out who you are inside that I liken it to when you're like 18 and you've finished school and then someone goes, okay, go figure out what you want. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's complete. You've been, you know, as a kid, you've been doing this thing for like 12 years and you're like, I got this. And then someone says, okay, yeah. you just, your life's going to look completely different. Go love that. <laughs> so Absolutely. yeah, I definitely think that a lot of mums can relate that all of a sudden they've got this beautiful little bub that's come into their life that they wouldn't change having them in their life but now their life looks completely different and what am I if I'm not you know especially a couple of years into having kids you've been yeah. focusing so much on on supporting this beautiful little baby in your life and now when you start to get a little bit more time or whatever you're like what do I want <laughs> who am I yeah and so so where did you go from there so that was the first yeah, couple so, of years. Um, yeah. And then I had a two and a half, oh no, a three-year-old and a six-month-old. And then we moved into state. And I, that was really the worst time uh, because then I didn't have my friends anymore. It was a completely new um, everything, yeah. <laughs> new town, new surroundings, new friends, not friends because I didn't have any. Um, yeah. It really didn't make any either because it's always hard to get into new circles. So I tried. <laughs> I went yes. to play groups and all the things, but yeah. And then at some point I was like, oh my God, I cannot do this anymore. I was so like, I wasn't myself. I was angry all the time. I was overwhelmed. But like for the first 
three years of my son's life, like really they didn't see the best of me. And I was so terrified. Like when I, like at night, sometimes I just like, I was just crying. I was like, this was the most horrible day. The kids were like crying the whole day. And like that affected me so much. And then because I was my best self, I didn't exercise anymore. I didn't really eat well anymore because I only made sure that my kids ate well and I like ate on the go and like all these things kind of build up and at some point I was like no I cannot do this anymore if I'm continue like in this daily like thread of life I'm like I don't know like I'm gonna like something's gonna happen (laughs) and I don't like that yeah and it's so fantastic that you are speaking about that because I know so many people can relate and of course your kids uh as you said you're not showing up for the best version of you you're not looking after yourself so therefore that energy within the house that comes back as well they're irritable because because mum's not happy and not enjoying so definitely bringing it back to you and going what do I need because then I know I can be the best mum and the best version of me so what what changes did you make from there uh so first of all I started exercising um just home workouts obviously I yeah. wasn't able to go to the gym or whatever but it was fine like I had this app and um they were showing me workouts and I was just doing them I didn't care like if the kids were around they were sometimes doing it with me or if they were crawling on top of me I was just like determined I'm, I knew that if I don't change anything now like it's gonna get worse and yeah. um to be honest, I've been waiting like for it to get better because that is a lot of advice that I got. Um, it gets better with time. And um, oh, it gets so different. <laughs> it gets different. And that's the thing. I think people are like, oh, you know, once the baby's sleeping, you're fine. Oh, once you pass the terrible twos. I now have a six-year-old. And I'm like, hey, there's the dramas with that. Make exactly. life wonderful yeah. now and take the action. So you started exercising. That's good. And that was obviously um, hormonally, everything, you know, when the endorphins, it starts to help your mental health as well as your physical health. And you started to feel that change. Yes, yes. And I went into self-development. So I really started reading books, doing courses, uh, really kind of not getting my career back on track, but like getting myself back on track, like using my brain again. Sounds good. Really, but like really reading like yeah. studying something and yeah. really feeling like I'm doing something for myself I'm I'm developing myself further I don't yeah. get stuck in I hate using word just being a mom because yeah. being Be- a mom is wonderful but and not only that, for some people and what I like to say like I've got a very dear friend and she is an amazing mom and she, that is her life's purpose. And, you know, sometimes people can go, oh, well, that's a bit sad. Well, no, 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 it's not because she truly loves that's what lights her up. So yeah. she isn't looking for anything else outside it and she doesn't need anything because that's what lights her up. That's what brings her joy. And I look at her and I almost envy her and I think how yeah. beautiful that is. And I think in that, you know, we we all if we're lucky, we get to be mums. But what that looks like for each person is different and it's about defining what's right for us and not comparing ourselves, I should be happy because I've got two beautiful boys or I should be at home and then that's when the mum guilt comes in like you do you and when you're doing you that makes you a better mum 
than trying yeah. to fit into some stereotype that we think we should. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As you bring that up, guilt was a big part for me as well. So yeah. just when I started doing things for myself, I was like, but now I have less time with them. And now I'm not paying attention 24-7 to them. Um, yes. But that took a lot of like where the mindset work and all the work yeah. that I was doing. limiting belief that health. society had put on you. Yeah, exactly. So that helped so much to just say, no, no, no. Actually, I need to look after myself first. I need to fill up my cup first so that I can actually be the mom that my kids deserve and not this angry, overwhelmed mom that shouts at the kids fall because she's overwhelmed you know yeah. it was like yeah. that was a lot I needed to learn it was me like not yeah. like yes yeah, they, they, that's that... stressful sometimes but they are even more stressful if you are not in the place yeah, 100%. Where you it was your triggers that then yeah. you responded poorly and then they respond according to you and I think that a lot of us if if you don't have this knowledge you don't actually realize how much power you have over your language over your energy and how you show up and how much that truly affects your family environment yay so that's exciting (laughs) that's really exciting yay (laughs) it was a long journey (laughs) but yeah we got best ones are let's be honest (laughs) and um yeah so I wanted to emphasize like when you hear that advice that it gets better with time it just doesn't the truth is you are getting used to what you've been doing this whole time and getting used to something and actually enjoying something and figuring out a way to be happy with a certain situation are two completely different things and if yeah, I wish I wouldn't have waited for so long to my for my life to just magically change. It doesn't. Yes. Because as yeah. you said, in each stage of motherhood, of children's ages, you have different challenges and different things come up. And like if you don't change something in your life to that makes you feel good um, and that changes how you react to the world, then yeah. nothing is ever going to change. No matter if you wait one, two, three, four, even like I've been talking to five moms with 10, 15 years uh, who have been doing that and they still struggle with certain things. And that's because they're just in that routine trot of like daily life and like it just doesn't get better. Yeah. <laughs> it's just- and look- a hundred percent. Like, and they, and the thing is, is I find is the education of understanding how our brains work and what we're truly capable of, because yeah. we are capable of living a life that we love. And these are all the, you know, cliches, you know, living my best life and all that sort of stuff. But we absolutely can. We just need to understand what that looks like for for us. And yeah. so, and that's exactly it. Finding so, what works for you and and who you are (laughs) yeah exactly and that's different and don't allow the limiting beliefs of other people to tell you what that is because I think that that is a a big trap a lot of I'm going to say women fall into because it's I should be happy I should be calm I should be this I should be that we know you shouldn't be anything you should find out who you are and all of that then comes exactly (laughs) yes so you started on this journey were you still in your your poon at this stage or had you moved yeah no 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 we were still there um and yeah at that time my husband wasn't working away but he might as well have because we didn't really see him um so and then it was also different because I kind of 
I needed to like cook for him, like need to have food ready for him when he comes back. Yeah. Um, and that was also a big change because before yeah. when he was away and doing fivefold, I looked after the kids so they ate healthy and I ate like on the go. Yeah. Um, and then there was this change that I actually needed to cook as well. <laughs> so I needed I, to make see, sure. I love the nights when my husband's away and I can just feed everybody scrambled eggs or a good omelette with yeah. some veggies. And I'm like, I'm right. Really I was like, I do that every day. Got it, the kids love it. <laughs> exactly. Well, I better figure out how to cook healthy meals each night. So yes, yes. <laughs> that was a different struggle that came up in, in that different environment. So yeah. there are really always things like in every situation that come up that you got to figure out that you got to deal with. Um, but it's a way you show up. And what yeah. I have learned in all these eight years of FIFO life is self-care and looking after yourself and doing something for yourself every day is like the most important thing. Like if I yeah. wouldn't have started looking after myself and actually prioritizing myself, my needs, um, mm -hmm. like everything would have looked completely different. Um, yeah. And it's really the secret sauce is to fill up your cup first. I know you hear it a million times everywhere, but it's yeah. so, so true because you uh, just are not yourself otherwise. No, and I, I think that um, until you, like when people aren't prioritizing that for themselves, they see the effects of it but don't necessarily know that it's linked. And what I mean by that is you will see people that have, disconnect with their partners resent their partners and it's not anything about you know oh they just get to sit on site and you know come home and someone cooks them a meal well that's fine if you feel like your cup's being filled up as well but if you are triggered by that then it's probably because you resent that you you don't get that downtime and so it has when we're not filling up our own cups and we're not looking at our mindset, it then affects, and you know, and that's where divorce comes into it. That's when children yeah. can have issues as they grow up because they're not in that type of environment where it's more calm and nurturing for them. Um, exactly. So, yeah, it, it not. I know I do agree with you. You know, filling up your own cup is such one of those sayings, oh, yeah, no worries, I don't have time for a massage. But it's so much more than that, isn't it? Yeah, it is it's not about that. In, no, it's sitting down and enjoying a cup of coffee or, you know, yeah. going for a walk. And I even say to people, if it's sitting down and watching your favourite Netflix because that's what truly gives you a moment, then don't compare to what, you know, you think that self-care should be. Yeah, and so, I know. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of discussions about self-care and self-care mums and like I don't like to paint my nails yeah so that's not a self-care thing for you or no. I don't have time to go out to the gym for two hours well do home workout like work out at yeah. home make it work or, for you look what or take the kids for a walk to the park if exactly. you enjoy spending time with your kids and you're not you know a gym junkie yes we need to look after our body but take the kids for a walk to the park yeah. Enjoy that yeah. fresh air. Yeah. Def once again, as we said before, define what that means to you and don't be limited by the beliefs of society. So you then eventually made the move out of your poon. And was that when you went overseas? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that was okay. in the pandemic. And yeah, so we moved overseas. <laughs> and then yeah. we didn't see my husband for eight months. Oh, and how... Um, you know, I'd love to hear the good, the bad, the ugly, the wonderful of that. How did you manage that? How did you cope? How did the kids cope? Because they're still young. You know, a week at that age is like a long time for them. Yeah, yeah, totally. So at that time, I think my son was 
four, maybe the older one, three and a half, something like that. And um, you could really see the changes. So first of all, living with my parents again was hard. It was yeah. winter uh, with two uh, little kids. Yes. We were a lot coming from your poon. Goodness coming me. from Australia, your poon, being outside all day, enjoying like the sun and sitting and picnics and like everything to being locked inside having a cold uh total total cultural shock change um because obviously I'm so used to sun and everything as well and only go to Germany maybe once a year or every two years so Mm -hmm. um it was completely different and also um it was because and I, I mean I had my um family's help then um, but my little one was so attached to me because he only knew me pretty much. And so yes. he didn't leave my side. I couldn't go anywhere without him. Um, mm. I couldn't leave him with my parents. Otherwise, he would cry until I came back. And so that was really hard as well. Yeah. Um, not being able to take him everywhere because then I had appointments and I obviously wanted to see my girlfriends and everyone who's still in Germany. Um, but that was really hard too. And I didn't expect that to happen. Um, but obviously he only knew me and his brother pretty much. Um, yeah. And that was really hard. And then also my husband noticed, I mean, we also like we do a lot of FaceTime and I keep my husband involved. And I like, even in the parenting, even when he's not there, I'm saying things like, oh, I'm going to have to check that with daddy or I'm going to talk with daddy about it. Or, you know, that daddy doesn't like if you do this and this. So I keep him in the parenting. Um, But like for kids, it's really hard to sit on the computer or on the phone actually and talk to their dad. It's like they don't care. Like even when they were talking to my parents over the phone, they never cared. They were like, yeah, hey. And then they went playing again. And so it was so hard for my husband to see that, like, the little, my son, the older one, didn't want to talk to him on the phone. It was like, yeah, hi. And then he left again. Um, And, like, the whole relationship started to change between them, to having such a big break of not physically seeing him. Um, And it was really hard on on, on everyone because my husband was sad and then I was sad and he was sad. And then I was like, oh my God, like you, and trying to explain to a three-year-old, like, you've got to say hi to your daddy. Can you please sit down now and just talk to him what you've been doing? And he's like, no. And like, didn't want to say hi. And we're like, what is going on? Like, oh, what are we doing? And it was really hard. We didn't really know how to handle that. Um, And yeah really really hard I like that yeah. each age has a different challenges that come with the five alive like yes it's, definitely and it requires such a different kind of parenting and also relationship and like obviously the kids see what you're doing and like if you fight with your husband over the phone or whatnot and then you go off that phone and you are uh like aggravated and you're like oh and then they see it and then you know it all yeah. like, rolling, yeah. all, like goes on and on yeah. and so it's so difficult you can't just say okay I'm just going to take a minute and we talk about it later no yes, you've got to fix it in yeah. that moment you've, you've, I'm not yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly and I think that that's the biggest thing I um working with clients that I keep coming up is that communication but it's more 
you know, then defining what that communication need is for you and is for your husband and is for your kids. Because sitting, yeah. as you said, and talking to a boring screen, although they love their dad, it's a screen, that that yeah. level of communication can be done so much better if daddy's reading a book or yeah. if dad is telling, like, and really understanding what communication means to both of you. So now that you're at, you know, a little bit more settled and you've got, um, a somewhat consistent roster, should I say that? Yeah, more or less, yes. More or less, more or less. So what does FIFO life look like for you and your kids and your husband now that obviously, as you mentioned when you first came, when we first started chatting about it, that there's a lot of joy in your FIFO life now. Can you tell us what that looks like? Yeah, so we just love that he is that he has this four weeks off because we kind of like we're so flexible in like traveling. We can um travel inside the country, we can travel overseas, like we just love traveling and seeing the world. And Five Life um allows us to do that. Um and it also allows me to have my time um where I focus on myself and on my business and on my kids and really having our routine in place of how everything works and it's kind of working now like a well-oiled machine and we have it all in place and it's great and we do a lot like I really needed to learn to enjoy my time alone it was hard at the beginning uh, I'm gonna be honest uh, because I was always missing my husband and I like when I went somewhere and I had like enjoyed something and we had a good time, I had a good time with the kids. I was like, but why is he not here? And I cannot share it with him. And I yes. couldn't even really enjoy it sometimes because I was like, but he's not here. And like, so obviously that's still sometimes happening, but yeah, less. <laughs> and yeah. it's okay now, you know, we have certain things that we do by ourselves and he cannot always be there. And it's okay. It's just part of our life. But there will yeah. be times and birthdays and, and celebrations where he will be there again. Yeah. And that is just how it is. I think you always need to remind yourself of all the positive that this life yeah. is giving you. And in general, yeah. what you already have um, to be grateful for. Because if you like stick into and like keep thinking about everything that you don't have and how your husband is missing out and how he's not here and how sad you feel about that and how you see your kids missing your dad and like obviously that's sad and there are a lot of um things happening in the five lifestyle that are not super cool but there are also a lot of things that are and that's with everything in life there are things in life that work and some things in life that don't and we just gotta remind ourselves and focus on the positive, what we do have, and yeah, all the blessings and, in our and life. yeah, and you've got it in one. If you focus on the negative, that's what you're going to feel, and then you're going to feel all the emotions that go with that—the sadness, the anger, the frustration. But if you focus, I like to say, if you focus on all the good things, then you have all the emotions that go with it, and then you find what you can do with the things that you want to work around with, and that sort of leads into a little bit. Um, what you're now doing with your time now that you've found something that lights you up um so how so you're working mainly with um FIFO mums and how to create that connection and security with the little ones is that right do you want to tell us a little bit about that Yes. So um, I have just noticed over, I mean, obviously if you're a mom, you have little ones, your partner's not there, their daddy is not there all the time. You don't have that. You can't play good cop, bad cop. You can't like, you don't have that mom 
loving and that daddy authority or whatever you have set up in your parenting um and it's really really hard and it can be like for for you for the mom it can be really hard to be mom and dad and to kind of play both roles um and for the children it can be confusing like where's my dad why is he not here and sometimes he is and then he takes over but when he's not here then my mom does everything and there can be they can be so confused um and also like from your you as a mom um can be confused and emotional and um as we talked about if you don't like prioritize yourself you are not the best mom like you could be and you um like that shows up in your parenting and the environment that you can create and you are like no pressure <laughs> you are the only one that they have when the husband is like when their daddy's not there and yes they can talk um but as we said like they don't want to sit on the screen and talk to their dad um so it's it can be challenging to keep the dad involved it can be challenging to have that separation of who is in charge and who is parenting and like um and so if you don't have like the foundation set up if you like live each day how it comes and like get up in the morning and just see what happens like i did for the first 3 years just hoping i get through the day um that is really affecting the kids and they can feel not supported and not secure and um, not loved a hundred percent as it would be if there would be mom and dad. Um, and as you have to play both roles, um, there are, yeah, like routines. So I work in um, establishing and creating powerful daily routines with my clients um, because I have found this the most important that have changed like everything for me and my family um, when I started implementing um, routines so that we talk we don't like in routines I don't mean oh I get up at six I do breakfast I do um, like I drop off the kids or I play with the kids and then I do this and this and this there's so much more involved in routine like as we talked about self-care making sure you take that time that space for yourself every day um and kids really need that consistency and predictability in the um ever-changing inconsistent 5-0 lifestyle and so it's so so important that um we kind of give that structure to our kids but also it helps us to then be our best self um and yeah i have devoted myself to really making sure that your kids feel loved and supported because i know that as moms we always figure it out like we don't prioritize ourselves um enough and um so what i work with my clients is making sure that the routine is in place um, that we know we have a goal each day. We know like what we get up in the morning for and we actually feel excited about it. Um, and yeah, I just know that routine is that missing piece um, that connects like all the different parts of FIFO life. And so that's what I, what I help my clients with. Yeah, Life for me. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I think that you're right. I mean, I I can relate to what you were saying before you have kids that you can have this more organic lifestyle that when you feel like this you go and do that and when you don't feel like that you don't do that when it's just you and you know I think that it's really important it doesn't mean we were doing it right back then we just had less pressure because I feel like what kids do in you know in life is 
your cup never really gets fully empty before kids because you're like, oh, I'm a bit tired or oh, I'm a bit run down or I'm not feeling the best, but you don't have oh, these gorgeous little beings that then go, oh, your cup's empty, but I still need more. I still need more. Yeah. I still need more. And so, you know, once you bring kids into the dynamic, you really get to go, oh, okay, I probably wasn't doing it right for this point, but I got by. Whereas now when you throw kids into it, you're like, I'm getting by. Yeah. Get up and deal with all of that. So, yeah, definitely in FIFO, there's an element of routine, you know, if it's four on, four off, but in their tiny little lives, that's so big that that doesn't create them the routine and structure. So what you do is so fantastic. So if people want to connect with you, um, how can they? What, um, how can they sort of reach out and connect with you? Yeah, so I've got a free Facebook group um, where it's a global community. So five, four moms from all over the world uh, come together and um, yeah, just connect. Um, I call it my global girlfriends community. So it's just about connecting and really talking about what's going on. I do a lot of um, free trainings in there and um, just give support. So if you just want uh, like a community to hang out and you want to actually ensure that your children feel loved and supported, even when their daddy's not a not around, <laughs> not home, um, then come join my community. It's um, Facebook slash Five Mom. And um, yeah, that's where we can hang out and connect and uh, where you can learn more about how to um, actually thrive as a Five Mom and enjoy that life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, therapist, I work mainly with FIFO because I'm like, I get it. And to have yeah. somebody that has lived the experience that can connect and help create that structure in their life instead of going exactly. to somebody that goes, oh, why don't you do that? And you're like, oh, you don't get it when hubby's not yeah, home, that exactly. won't work and when hubby's home. And, you know, and that's the interesting thing as well. Like you have two routines or you have two structures. Exactly. You have when yes. they're home and when they're not. Exactly. Um, and that's yeah, what we so need have to set up as well. Yeah, yeah, to have somebody to work in with that's fantastic. Um, now, I I normally like to ask, like, what's your biggest tip? But I think we know your biggest tip <laughs> is to sort of have that structure and, and have that understanding. What, I'll ask you a different one. Obviously, you've gone on this massive journey um, with FIFO and FIFO life. Did you say that you'd worked FIFO before? Did no, you I work haven't. FIFO? No, you haven't. No, you were just but my husband partner. has before as well. Yeah. So what what would you say to somebody that is like new into FIFO that either is thinking about going into FIFO, their partner going to FIFO, or they're newly part- partnered with someone that's FIFO? What sort of like here's a couple of tips to just start the ball rolling? What would you say to them? Um. So before going into FIFO, you <laughs> It's a really big decision because it's a it's changing your life completely. So it really you need to think about if it will work for your family or not. Um, what kind of family you are, what you like, what you don't like. Um, so it's really important to really think about it. Um, but in the end, you can always go back. So you can try it out and see if it works for you. Um, but my main tip really for newly five or moms is to not wait years and years and years and years like I did uh, for things to get better get help now like 
do things for yourself every day. Make sure you fill up your cup first um, and don't feel guilty about it because you are actually your best self only if you look after yourself first. Um, And yeah, really what um, Natalie said, you need to find out who you are in that fivefold lifestyle as a mom, like how, where's your place? And that takes work. And um, that is not done overnight, but it's a process. And the earlier you start it, the easier it will be in like for your life, the happier you will be, the happier your kids will be. Um, Don't just like get stuck in a rut and like feel like you just got to deal with it or you just got to figure it out. Um, Yeah, you will eventually after like years and years and years, but you don't have to suffer, feel bad, feel overwhelmed for years and years and years. Like you can like start off right from the beginning and no matter how that looks like for you but there is an adjustment and you got to make it and if you don't then you'll find yourself in three years or whatever many years it takes in the same position probably where I was where you're like I can't do this anymore so either you leave your job or like we need to figure something out (laughs) and the thing is and I think you said before and I think quite often we aren't willing as mums, as you said, we don't always put ourselves first. So we don't always invest in ourselves. My biggest sort of like tip around what you're saying is if you can't do it for yourself, do it for your children. Because if in three years time, you've spent three years feeling crappy and what have you, you've spent three years creating that environment for your kids. Yeah, and, and three so years there, is a lot for kids. Three years so like, is a long time, especially long, like don't even get me started. One to seven, you've got to get those values in. Don't even get me started yeah. with hypnotherapists. How many people go back to beliefs and they're going back to when they're four? Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. you know, yes. Like, so if if you know if you're listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, but oh no, like one, you deserve it. Forget about anyone else. You deserve it. But secondly, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for your kids so that you create that beautiful environment for them to grow up in. Have a wonderful connection with your partner that's away. And as you said, like, don't wait. Like, life life is long, but life is short. Like, live it and love it. I think that's a fantastic way to end. Thank you so much for joining us. I think that... um, the listeners will get so much out of this chat. Thanks so much for having me. This chat was amazing. I'm so happy that I could share my experience.